0: Welcome everyone to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So last episode we finished up talking about how we can label everything in our meditation as consciousness. And in that way, whether we're experiencing good sensations, bad sensations, thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations, once we label everything as consciousness, we can actually start to see the self and so, what is the what is the state of the mind uh, in that state? Um, <clears throat> and the idea is that um, the mind isn't um, the mind never goes away. So we're gonna still have a mind that can focus on things, um, just like we would have a body that still works. Uh, in state of enlightenment. So we're going to have a mind that still works. But you have to understand that generally speaking, the mind is not focused inward. It's focused outward. So that means that generally speaking, the mind is looking at everything but what's going on within itself, is looking at everything else but the self, is not interested in the self in any way, and takes no interest in inner peace or inner consciousness, and it's just focused outside the body from birth until death, right? One day the body dies anyway, so if the body dies anyway, maybe we should try to look and see what's inside first. (laughs) And that's the idea of meditation. That's kind of how meditation uh, became a thing and how religion became a thing, kind of, because when you look at religion, we look at someone who meditated and attained something that gave people power and strength and so really meditation is going to be the foundation of every religion and so when we look at um, how we're going to um, you know uh, be with a an enlightened state we're really looking at <clears throat> whether the mind is turned inward or it's turned outward <clears throat> And a mind that's turned within uh, takes the form of consciousness. So we can be happy with a inward-turned mind that's directed to the self because actually the mind does merge into that self and becomes that self. And then instead of thinking of yourself as an ordinary person or a body, you think of yourself as consciousness. Uh, and... Um, And yet you still retain that same mind to to perform tasks, obviously, just like you would have a body that performs tasks. So, uh, but what is the mind now? Now it's not not a mind anymore, it's consciousness, right? Uh, So, right, I mean, the mind is yet there, yet it's not there, right? So it's kind of this strange uh, situation. Um, But that's why the enlightened seers have said the mind is nothing but consciousness, right? And so you do have that awareness that the mind is consciousness. And in an enlightened state, the mind actually does become uh, just pure energy. It doesn't become something that's sick or that's this or that's that. And that's one of the things in basic psychotherapy. You never get beyond that. You can go to a psychotherapist or a psychoanalyst and you can get healthy, but they never will tell you, oh, by the way, your mind is God. They don't give you that. I mean, we have that idea in the beautiful mind a little bit, but we really want to worship the mind because the mind is going to be consciousness um, in the end. So it's, we should really start thinking about the mind as consciousness now, uh, even if we're not enlightened, to try to get into that uh, state. And when the mind does take on characteristics of consciousness, it becomes very calm. It's not uh, going all over the place in a million different directions. It's actually very peaceful, uh, it's turned inward. You can understand this from sleep. In sleep, we're very peaceful and calm, and we sleep for whatever, six hours, six, eight, uh, six or eight hours, and we wake up totally rejuvenated to do, be able to do anything. And so in the same way, if we can turn the mind inward a little bit, it shouldn't be that surprising that we would find stillness and calmness, happiness, um, and that's the basic idea of meditation. Uh, there's one other thing that that can happen, uh, and that is the ability to transmit shakti, uh, so the ability to transmit kundalini or chi or holy spirit through basic basic interaction. Uh, so that's going to be a, a characteristic of the. Um, state of enlightenment. So we were talking about last episode, we were talking about how, um, you know, if we label everything as consciousness, we can rise above thoughts. you can have an experience of the self. But what is that experience going to be? Well, you're going to be able to transmit um, energy. You're going to be able to transmit kundalini uh, <clears throat> in the state of enlightenment. So uh, that's the other thing that can happen and um shouldn't be that surprising to anyone because where are we getting our enlightenment from we're getting our enlightenment from a master and the master is going to be able to awaken us and so if we become the master shouldn't be that surprising that we would be able to transmit energy as well right it's just a characteristic of the state of enlightenment that it does this you know if someone's sick they can transmit it to anyone Right the, the cold or flu, and in the same way, if you're enlightened, you can transmit it to anyone too. Uh, it's not really dependent upon who you're in, interacting with. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you do have to have a certain level of attention and purity yourself to even be able to get to even be able to get energy. You know, you have to have a certain level of of purity to re- to receive. But it's not as if it's not, it's not as if it is um, it, it by it passes you by. it's being spread out all over the place. It's very much like it is a sickness like a cold you know um, and maybe some people don't catch the cold but others do. And in the same way there is kind of this idea of, n- of not everyone being able to receive Shakti but or Kundalini but nevertheless the, the, the being who has attained uh, enlightened, The enlightened state is going to be able to transmit Kundalini or Shakti. Um, And it's going to transmit it in ways that are just very mundane, you know, not any special like three hour lecture. uh, (laughs) Transmit it instantly. You just can look at the person, uh, and there's been stories of that happening. So that's kind of what we're looking for when we do get into the state of enlightenment. We shouldn't be surprised that we have sort of an ability to awaken other people's inner energy, uh, <clears throat> and so, um, and and that shouldn't be surprising because after all, what are we really talking about, right? We're talking about enlightened beings transmitting energy in the first place. So if we become enlightened beings ourselves, we would also be able to transmit energy. Um, and so that's what we're all kind of working towards, and yeah, it's it's good to sort of define that. So when we look at last episode, we say to ourselves, "Okay, what's so great about um, you know getting into a realm of consciousness where we've we've labeled things as consciousness, we can rise above them in our meditation and have an experience of of the self or consciousness, and then what would be the the primary." characteristic of that state well it would be to awaken the inner energy of other people just through basic contact um, <clears throat> so that should you know help us out in our you know on our path because we could say to ourselves oh maybe you know I want that maybe I want to be like that you know and, and it, thinking those thoughts are very healthy to think of becoming enlightened is very, very healthy. It can help a lot with fear. You know, if we're in a scary place or if we feel scared of a certain person, we can start to think that, oh, no, we want we want the whole enchilada. We want enlightenment. We want to be able to awaken Shakti and others. We want to be able to, to do this for other people. We want to be a guru. We want to be, you know, able to awaken energy. And that, just that idea of thinking that way can help us out in very, very stressful and chaotic situations. To remember that we want this is something that we actually want. So I think that I, um, hopefully I can give that to you and you can think of of doing that yourself because um, it can really save you um, when you are, in a maybe a a scary situation, um, you can remember that you know it's something that you want to attain to, that you want to become a, a guru, or you want to become enlightened, so that you can <clears throat> help others and awaken their inner energy um, and sort of set them on the path of meditation. Uh, because not you know the world is full of all sorts of different types of people. And we might be interacting with one or two that make us scared. And the idea is that in that specific instant, if we remember what we really want, that can actually provide us with enough peace of mind and enough hope. Remember, hope is important, right? So it can, it can provide us with just a little bit of that hope and a little bit of that joy, that joyful hope, I guess, if you will. Um, that can actually make it so we can not be heard and not be put into a box and not be not have to retreat from the world and not have to you know give up what we're interested in because you know someone scared us or we don't like a certain person we can think of you know oh wow you know this is something that I want to attain to I want to be like a being like that that's what I want to do. And just that little bit of hope can steer our minds in the correct direction so that we can slough off the fear. We can slough off the anger and the, um, you know, any negative feelings that we would have at all. We can get rid of all of them in that vision, right? Um, You know, generally speaking, when you're dealing with people who are depressed, you would get to a place where they start to have hope, where they start to have hope for a life. Right, because suicide is going to be what we're trying to avoid with depression, right? And if there's no hope, then, or I should say the reverse, if there's hope, it's going to be hard for someone to commit suicide if they have full of hope for the future, right? In the same way, like if we're on our spiritual path and we're thinking of, oh man, I'm going to give this up because someone looked at me the wrong way, you know, that I don't like, you know what I mean? If you think of the spiritual hope of becoming a. An enlightened being, with the ability to transmit shakti, kundalini shakti to people, you know, just through normal interaction, um, that can be our spiritual hope. That can save us on our meditation path, um, and it's good for the it's good for the mind to think that way. It's good for the mind to be hopeful. It's good for the mind to think of becoming a good person, and becoming pure. You know. Um, even if our enlightenment is many years away, even if it's something that we may not attain to in this lifetime, just the thought of of doing it and being there can be good for us and can help us. So um, I just want to say thanks, everyone, for tuning in um, today. And um, we'll have some more podcasts in the future about various things. But I thought that this was an interesting way to uh, carry forward from last episode um, to think of okay, what is the what is the characteristic of um, someone who's experiencing the self constantly uh, that would be to awaken energy um, in someone. So we can think of the uh, you know imagining becoming that way is very close to being that way, right? Um, just like the depressed patient will have a little bit of hope, it's not too far from being not depressed themselves. It's the beginning. So we can think of the, the imagination of becoming an enlightened being and the hopeful um, imagination of that to be our beginning, what can liberate us, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, hopefully I've made that clear on this podcast. And so again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, we'll have some more stuff in the future, and we will uh, just carry on. And this is sort of a little bit of a spark uh, from la- last episode. Um, you know, enlightenment isn't just about you know having an inward turned mind. It really is about being able to awaken the energy uh, that lies dormant in man. So we can we can think of of becoming like that. And I think that will probably help us uh, in our meditation. So again, thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, This has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen.